0: First news with Keeler in the morning on WIBX and
1: WIBX950.com. What's the temperature right now? Sixty two, I believe. All right, well, yesterday this time it was like <clears throat> I don't know, seventy-two. But as for the high today, right, that's the we'll, big be, we'll be will be like twenty five degrees cooler today. That is just crazy. Well, it's like what it was like in my house. The humidity was uh, pretty rough yesterday, so you had to crank that air conditioning. I did the same. And then this morning, uh, you know, in the middle of the night, at one point, I had to wake up, turn it off, yeah, it and open the window. <laughs> yeah, it got cold. And the low overnight uh, is going to be 43. Uh, but then, interestingly, we'll be in the uh, low 70s tomorrow and the 80s by Thursday and uh, mid 80s all weekend long. So we have some great weather on the way. Okay, and some big news the Hall of Fame announcing that um, full capacity. That's right. They're reversing course a few there was a few course reversals yesterday there were the fireworks in utica reversal of course and uh, what else were there any others oh the bills will have full capacity full in capacity,
0: the fall full
1: capacity yes uh, so this is all uh, pretty big news as um, as you can expect to see more things begin to open up i think the state fair played a big role again an outdoor event but uh, but going to basically full capacity yeah, you have to say, you know, you have to
0: think the fair was, was the first thing that was announced. And then that 70% capacity, now above 70% capacity in the state, uh, probably uh, helped with that as well.
1: Uh, defensive lineman Carl Nassib of the L.A. Raiders, or Los Van, I should say L.V. Raiders. Do we call it that now? The uh, L.V. Yeah, Raiders? L.V. Raiders, maybe. Uh, came out yesterday making him the first openly. Ga- I guess I'm surprised by this. I, d- I thought that. Maybe there had been others that just weren't highly publicized, but uh, he became the first openly gay active player in the history of the National Football League. He says he did it because, quote, representation and visibility are important. He stressed that he was not doing it for attention.
2: What's up, people? I'm Carl Massim. I just want to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay. I've been meaning to do this for a while now, but I finally feel comfortable enough to get it off my chest. I really have the best life. I got the best family, friends, and job a guy could ask for. I'm a pretty private person. So I hope you guys know that I'm really not doing this for attention. I just think that representation and visibility are so important. I actually hope that like one day videos like this and the whole coming out process are just not necessary, but until then, you know, I'm going to do my best and do my part to cultivate a culture that's accepting that's compassionate. And I'm going to start by donating $100,000 to the Trevor project.
1: So I kind of thought, like, are you opening your – because there may be people within that play on teams in the NFL who are homophobic. And it can cause – I mean, is this something that's going to potentially cause problems in the locker room? Is it – and I just don't – you know, the reality is every nothing changes in the locker room. No. You're just you're – just, I guess thinking that there might be somebody in there that might have an interest in you, okay, but nothing really changes, and the other part of it is the the belief is that there are others in the NFL who have not come out who are uh, who are who are homosexual, yeah, so uh
0: you know of course take it with a grain of salt because I was just a quick uh Google search and subsequent wikipedia. Looking up, but this says six former NFL players have come out publicly after they've retired.
1: Oh no! No one has ever nobody done it actively. Active. Yeah, there is, was Michael
0: yeah. Sam, who was the uh, the draft pick of the St. Louis Rams in 2014. Uh, this is this
1: would be different as that uh, he came out before he started his NFL career. Right,
0: so he he it was actually right before the draft that he had announced had come out as gay. He was drafted by the Rams, but then released before the start of the regular season. So technically. Carl uh, Nassib is the first active NFL player to come out.
1: So my wife was like, you know, I feel bad because he's opening himself up; he'll be targeted. And I, I kind of had that settle just a little bit. The fact is, though, every NFL player is targeted, right? right. Yeah. Whether you're, there's a penalty for it. I think there's a flag for it. I here. guess there is. But the the fact is, the person on the other end of the uh, of the the scrimmage line. Is is trying to crush you. Yeah. So I can't imagine anybody would try to crush him any more than they already are, right? Right. And it, Does and that let's make any hon- sense? Yeah, and with
0: and let's be honest, with uh the social justice causes that have, you know, been a part of the NFL, I would find it very hard to believe that anybody would last very long if they were showing any sort of uh animus or um discrimination against NASA. I mean yeah. it would come out and the team would, you know. Well, you know, I think there will be some. I do think there will be some.
2: Was Michael Sam on that list that you read?
0: He. So we had talked about Michael Sam. Was He was actually released by the Rams before the regular season started. So he was oh, technically so he never, never even, an active player.
2: Yeah, right. He came out of college, uh, announced he was gay, and then entered the draft. And I believe he but got this, drafted, but then obviously, as you said, got caught. This right.
1: would be the first to ever come out while, number one, being active, already active in the NFL
2: and
1: uh, um, I think it's kind of a big deal. Although one would say it'd be a lot harder to announce before you become a player that has established himself. Right. Although like Nassib is, is pretty much established.
2: I'm not familiar with him, but right. It, he's played some games. He has experience. Yeah, if you, look so. at his,
1: if you look at his stats, I mean, he's somebody that has – he's already proven himself. Well, and good luck
0: – you know saying anything you know uh homophobic or anything to him at six foot seven 275 yeah, pounds right
1: I mean you know what I mean like oh really what did you just say nothing well you've always heard about it though right that there are there are players in the NFL uh, that who are gay and who cannot come out we've always heard about that but we never just knew anyone that was willing to come out and uh, and he did so it's kind of an interesting big first step the first active player in NFL history uh, and as he says, he hopes that uh, someday these uh, videos, that, uh, like the one he has made, will not be anything that, that causes any great attention. Yesterday, right, it was a bulletin on your phone. We interrupt this program for the following announcement, special news bulletin. Uh, that was yesteryear. Today, it's the ding that happens on your phone, and whatever you subscribe to, maybe four or five news services, led with that as a is breaking news yesterday.
2: Yeah, you know, the only thing—I uh, mean, look—it's great, and I—I I, I think he should be accepted. And but one of the things is uh, I don't know him, so I don't think that he's like a me, me, me type of guy. But he said he didn't do it for the attention, and then he said, and I'm not saying he did it for intention, but but then he said, hopefully someday we don't have to do this.
1: I completely understand where he's coming from, and I think that you feel a. Um I mean, I I wouldn't know because I I don't have anything where I feel like I have to come out to represent people who have a, a situation or lifestyle or whatever like me, right? So, but he, I think he feels a responsibility that he's in a position of power, in a position where he is powerful enough and established enough where he won't be hurt by this, that he's coming out for others who, and then his charity is about somebody who was, who who was targeted and and I believe ultimately
2: died. I don't know the whole story about the charity that he's yeah the Trevor Fund yeah. or whatever I don't know. What but that uh, is. but
1: the reality is um, I, I think that like, like when Ellen came out, it wasn't necessarily for everybody to see that she was out. It was so that others could feel comfortable that they could come out and not have to hide their lives. And I think that in the NFL, it's a, it, well we know it's been it has been hidden. Yeah. So, do you see that as a? I, I see that as kind of a brave move, I guess is what I'm saying.
2: Yeah, like I said, man, I, I wouldn't. I mean, think about it. It, it should. You're in the NFL. Really, it shouldn't matter. I I just wonder. So he's what position? Defensive end. So are we gonna like? Oh, he's the first openly gay quarterback. He's the first openly gay wide receiver. He's the first openly gay running back. Is, is that what what follows next? I don't know. But I, look, first, I, I don't. Uh, I don't.
1: Op- first transgender governor of uh, California. Right. I imagine that would be news. So it's... Uh, Although I, right, I, I spoke with somebody the other day that said they would vote for... Uh, for uh, What's her name again? Bruce Jenner's... Caitlyn. Caitlyn Jenner. They would vote for her in a heartbeat. Uh, she's Republican. Um, her her uh, solutions to the problems in California are something that completely fit in this Republican's wheelhouse... And said, "I if I
2: were a resident of California, I would vote for her. Yeah, I, so. I think it's interesting. I think I said on the show, or we talked about on the show here, that uh, it would be an interesting test case because of the fact that she's transgender and Republican. So right. if she doesn't do well in California, is it because...
1: One would think she'd do better as a Democrat or a liberal than a, a
2: Republican or a conservative. But, but the argument would be, if Republicans say no, right? Republicans always get the bad rap as they don't accept this right. and they don't right. accept that. So if she she ran as a Democrat, Republicans would say, well, she's a Democrat. I wouldn't support her anyway. But I think it's interesting to see. It makes it unique and interesting. Yeah. Will Republicans support a Mm -hmm. transgender? Will the Democrats vote against a transgender? Or are they more willing to accept that message even though it's from a Republican?
1: Uh, There's also the first uh, transgender athlete to be uh, competing in the Olympics, and we'll talk to Tanya Powers about that coming up. That I kind of don't completely understand how we pull that off and make it fair.
0: Well, yeah, especially because I think this is uh, a man who has transitioned
1: to a woman. Right. How do we and then, make? And how then do you that you make person that fair? will be weightlifting. Right. That's how, the sport. How do you
2: make that fair? Yeah, that's a difficult one because yeah. the body is made different, up differently. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, uh, National Kissing Day today. <laughs> I didn't know they still had that with, in the it era is, of COVID. It is. It's. I think it's kind of a. Um, I think it's. I, I think it's kind of even more special this year because of the relaxation of COVID uh, restrictions in the United States. However, uh, if you're reading up on any of this stuff, um, some of the uh, the overseas countries and South America, South America is in terrible shape right now, getting bombarded with uh, with COVID cases. And uh, But here in the United States, uh, the vaccine is boding well. Interestingly, uh, additionally, in, in uh, Massachusetts, they say now 1 in 1,000 people who have had the vaccine have contracted the virus. It figures out to about 1 in 1,000 people. Uh, we'll ask Dr. Hall, not this morning, a, but uh, this, later this week on that question. Is that a tenth of 1%? I guess, yeah. Well, that's one one thousandth of a uh, of, of of a percent, or one one thousandth, one in one thousand people. So is that a is that a higher number than we would expect? They say about seventy percent are are covered, so that'd be a little a little bit higher than. I don't
2: even know. I'm not. Yeah, good one, one so. in one thousand is you know that's ninety nine yeah. point nine something percent. So right so. Yeah. yeah, it's actually a very, very low number.
1: Um, so should it be a surprise? Should it be a headline? Uh, again, we'll leave that for Dr. Uh,
2: Dr. Hall. Um,
1: uh, what else? Uh, did I mention today is National Kissing Day? Oh, yes, I did. The big fire last night <laughs> in, uh, in New York Mills, or I'm sorry, Clark Mills. Um, Andrew, what do we know on cause? Because if you talk to people on Facebook, they all know it was, it was a lightning strike.
0: Right. It is assumed. It is assumed right now by people that it was a lightning strike that caused it. And, of course, that area of Oneida County uh, had severe thunderstorms throughout the day, but especially last evening. But it was an inactive building in that there was no occupant. There was no tenant in the building. I know it was for lease uh, or for sale.
1: Right. There was nobody to...
0: but it's not like, I mean, there was power there to it, I'd imagine, yeah, uh, yeah. but there was no activity going on in the building. Ironically enough, the Clark Mills Fire Department, the first to arrive on scene, they were scheduled to have their field days this weekend kind of right across the street from or close to that building. Uh, no word on if that will still happen. I imagine uh, they probably will still hold the events. Uh, but the at this time, it's still under investigation. We've reached out to the Clark Mills Fire Department, but obviously, understandably, they have not been able to get back to us yet. But it shut down uh, the area for a little while. It happened just before 8 p.m., and the fire was looked to be, uh, according to the photos uh, and some video that was, discovered. it engulfed the entire, the entire roof,
1: roof and and top floors.
0: And the building actually is no stranger to tragedy. It was in October of 2019 that a man was uh, from Utica was working on the roof there, and he was holding a big 30 feet or 30 foot piece of metal roofing. And the wind came and, and blew him off the roof and killed him. Yeah, I remember that story. Mm. So uh, at this time, there's no official cause, but uh, definitely there was a lot of lightning activity in the area yesterday.
1: Today is uh, primary day, um, and early voting has been uh, taking place from uh, for the last week and a half, uh, almost two weeks. Uh, but today, is uh, being the 22nd, is primary day your last chance to vote in Oneida, Herkimer, and Otsego counties. Uh, and there are several people up. I know there are, uh, the, that race for town clerk uh in the, in the town of New Hartford has been something we've heard a lot of people calling in about um and you have what Melody Fancett, uh Cheryl Jassick Huther and Richard Woodland Jr. the three of those people vying for a Republican spot.
0: And actually, uh, Rick Sherman, who's the uh, highway or the town supervisor, I should say, right? Is it the highway supervisor? I yes. believe so. Highway uh, so, yeah. superintendent. Superintendent. He is facing a challenge from Vin Prestera as well. So that would be an interesting
1: race, as Rick Sherman's been there for quite some time. Uh, okay, interesting. Um, but I don't know if that. Is that a primary, though? I uh, don't. I don't. I don't think, I that's, I don't a think primary. that's a primary. No. So that's they. Uh, you don't vote on that today. Uh, So that won't be until, uh, I would imagine, November. Uh, Let's see what else. Uh, Billy Fusillo's funeral has been set. It will be in the Syracuse area. Uh, Details are out there. Um, We mentioned the Hall of Fame uh, has uh, done an about-face, 100% capacity for Derek Jeter. That's going to be enormous. That means all those people can start uh, quickly, because you only have a little time, but quickly uh, renting out their properties and, uh for, for Derek Jeter, and who's the uh, walker? Larry Walker, who uh, played with the Utica
2: Blue Sox, is going into the Hall of Fame as well. So that's pretty pretty cool. Yeah, so he's
1: the, Jeter's going to get his moment.
2: He is. It's going to be on a Wednesday afternoon, so I think the crowds will be huge, but maybe not record-breaking, mm-hmm. as would have been the case otherwise. But uh, yeah, so it, they, they changed course on this a hundred times, but I, I understand why. So it got canceled initially. Then they were going to have it this year, but they moved it to September. It was going to be indoor only. You could only see it on television on the MLB network. Then they moved it back outside and said, uh, you know, limited capacity. You have to have a ticket to attend. Tickets were free, but you had to get a ticket in order to be there. And then yesterday they came out and said, yeah, just show up.
1: Yeah. Uh, it was revealed yesterday that the conservative party, has um, has been—President uh, uh, Trump reached out to the Conservative Party in the Syracuse area and has said that he won big there, uh, won big in the area. I will help with a campaign to find a new candidate to replace John Katko. So uh, the former president getting involved in that one. So far there is no candidate— Part of the problem you have there is yep, there are far more uh, Democrats, um, and and I don't know the exact ratio, but I think it's it's a little different than what we deal with in the uh, in the twenty second.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. And the other thing is, I mean, he's got broad support, right? Republicans like him, Democrats like him. So well, he why voted for impeachment? So. So um, we're going to replace him with a Democrat. Is what's going to happen? That's a great idea. That could I'd very well be the
1: uh, the case because you're going to get somebody that's too far conservative uh, for that district,
2: and the Democrat gives the Democrat an opportunity. I hope. That, I bet you the Republicans are the Republicans. The Democrats are they're rubbing their hands together. Well, I think that let that's Trump exactly get in there the right. and destroy some of the candidates that we have who have won races. Yeah, let's have him rip down. Uh, hey, we mentioned he's, he's talking in tonight. Couldn't hear him. We oh, you want that would him? be if he
0: loses yeah. the primary. I mean, you could have Trump come in and campaign for whoever would be his uh, primary challenger. But given the the voters in that area and the support that he does have, he would have to obviously lose that primary for that to happen. Right? Because but I don't think I don't think will happen. I don't know if Kako will lose a primary. Well,
1: uh, that's the, that's the theory, though, Andrew. That this is all. He, Jeff's absolutely right. That's the theory. So the the that. That you come in with a far con- far right conservative candidate in a district that's a little, in this case, a moderate district, right. and what you do is you you walk the Democrat right to the because c- they can win the primary but they can't win the general. Right. That's, so that I, that's, becomes the that becomes the fear of what could happen. Now, you know, let's be honest. President Trump is a wild card in everything that he has done. Everyone who said this isn't going to work. Um, somehow he finds a way to work work it out although not in the case of winning a second term correct